Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This show is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals, Griffin Foundation. Griffin Foundation and HSG. I'm your host, Lauren Holder. And today I've got Seth and BJ on with me. Um, we are doing our monthly Accelerate HD show. Um, and today we're going to be talking about um, Discord and um, how we are using it to get people um, on board and um, involved in what we're trying to do. So, Seth, BJ, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Seth. Always happy to be here. Sure thing. How were, uh, how were your holidays? Um, mine, was, mine was pretty good. I was actually in Mexico for a good friend's wedding. He asked me to be a groomsman, and I figured, why not get into the sun as I'm in cold Chicago? And as uh, some may be able to relate, you know, with the cold weather, right? It, you you kind of need that that vitamin D and that sun to to help with that mental health. So it was good to be with with some close friends for the holidays, and you know, and just yeah, like I, I'm excited for uh, 2022. Yeah. What about you, BJ? Yeah, it was good. Um, enjoyed it. I mean, the kids are fun age too, and eight and a half. So uh, uh, Christmas Day is always a great time. We had my dad up. From Florida, so yeah, great time. Um, always goes by way too fast. Wish you could rewind a little bit. This is always a, a fun time of year for everybody. But here we are. Let's do it. How about you, Lauren? Good. It was good. Um, we I stayed home. Um, we didn't go anywhere, but my kids had a blast. It was their first Christmas, understanding Christmas, and actually understanding like Santa Claus and stuff. So it's pretty cool um, just to see their faces and see how excited they were definitely made it. Um, and I'm really glad I didn't have to go anywhere this year. So, um, just stayed home. Even better. I like it. I know. I was, I was always wondering, you know, me being the the only one here without the, without kids is like, how, how many presents is enough presents to give a kid right for Christmas each year. And, uh, I'm sure you want to give like everything, (laughs) but you know, you're also like, I got to save something for your birthday. <laughs> well, especially because yeah. my son's birthday is on January 1st. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a hard question. Yep. No answer. There's no book to read either. So uh, I think it's whatever the parents decide is, uh, is how it goes. Probably different at every house. Oh, yeah, for sure. And my mom so did not follow that this year. So, like, I had wanted to establish traditions and what we were going to plan on doing for every Christmas. like you know, what presents are from Santa and what presents are from us. And my mom kind of just threw that out the window and bought a ridiculous amount of presents. And so I had like 50 or 60 
um, bags in my in my living room of presents and I had to combine stuff because <laughs> it was so much. I was like, I don't want my kids to think that it's going to be like this every single year. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was saying, like the expectations, right? Like, <laughs> but I, I'm sure it'll be fine. And it's great that both of you were able to spend it with, with some family. I think it's it's always important, right, for the holidays to kind of, especially at the end of the year, for me, it's a good time to reflect, uh, appreciate the year, and then kind of get ready for the for the next year of what's, you know, on the agenda, which I'm excited for us to dive into today. Absolutely, and um, that's that very great point. We've got a lot coming up for 2022. I know that um, we've already had discussions individually um, and, you know, together about meetings with FDA, um, you know, and our big thing right now is making sure that we have people on board with us and we're using, instead of using just Facebook or just Twitter, um, we're really trying to bring everybody to a platform that's easy to use and we're able to do not only, um, you know, chats on you know regular chats or facebook groups but um we can utilize video and recordings and all kinds of stuff um so seth why don't you talk a little bit about what discord is sure yeah so you know it, it's it's interesting because if you're not I, I just learned about it because originally discord i think was used for uh gamers to, to chat when they're playing video games and whatnot. And then it turned into more of a, hey, this can be for anyone who wants to stay connected and to just, you know, stay up to date with things. And so I would say Discord is sort of like Slack for those that know Slack. If you don't know Slack, I would say it's kind of like a mixture of the of Reddit, AIM back in the day, AOL, Right. And it's just a, it's, you can have, you, you can use your name, you can use, uh, you know, anonymous name, a username, whatever you want to do, but it's just a place where we have different channels and we can chat about different topics, uh, such as whether it's clinical trials, just general Huntington's disease, uh, advocacy work, anything else that we want to bring up. But we thought it would be a good way to stay connected with those that may not be in those Facebook groups or there's a lot of HD Facebook groups out there. And so it's trying to, you know, keep things all in one place. And so we decided to, I think, just put this together, give it a shot and say, Hey, this is a place where we can keep the conversation going, getting others uh, involved in understanding the urgency of HD, especially for those who are pre-symptomatic. I think it's just so important to not just hear from the three of us, right? Because three of us are just, you know, is one thing, but now being able to hear from more people who are saying, yes, this is an issue, or yes, I want to help. I want to get involved. How do I get involved? That's what's going to help really move the needle in our efforts, especially this year. Yep. And it's a really cool um, platform just because like you said, it's kind of like the AOL from before where you had these these chats, right? And they're called channels on Discord. Um, but you can, it's like a live chat going on. Um, and what's so great to me is you can access it on your phone and you can access it on a browser, uh, makes that very simple. 
and you can do like video chats and stuff, which I think is really cool um, that that's set up that you can do like group things or recordings. Um, so it just seems to be like an all-in-one place. And like you said, we're able to break up those chat rooms or the channels. Um, so if you specifically want to know or have a, an opinion about um, clinical trials, um, there's a channel for that. Or if you're just want to, wanting to talk in general um, to somebody, there's you know the general chat channel for that. So um, I think it's a really great thing, and we're just we're just hoping that people will join us on there. Um, we really, really would love to have you know as we go into 2022, we're talking about F, um, FDA meetings, um, you know, meetings with with pharmaceutical companies, things like that. And so having feedback from, um, like you said, those who are pre-symptomatic, um, that that's a huge part of it. But really, anybody who's who's willing to um, to share their story about the subject. So even if somebody is not pre-symptomatic, maybe they're early stage HD and they're willing to share how having um, having those things when they were pre-symptomatic would have benefited them, or how it would benefit now. Um, so it's not just pre-symptomatic. We want to hear from a lot more than that. Um, because we need as many stories and people um, as we can as we as we start heading towards FDA um, and meeting with them. Yeah, and just to jump in real quick, I totally agree, and and I think you're right. It's also saying, okay, what did you maybe see in your loved one that you wish could have been treated, right? And I think again, looking at some of the data from uh, Predict HD, which is now Prevent HD or enroll HD or track HD, right? There's all these observational studies and knowing that we can see changes happening in the brain, you know, years before clinical onset, you know, for me, makes me say, okay, well, how can we treat as soon as possible, right? And having that universal message of, of course, we all want an effective treatment, a cure, something to slow it down, something to halt HD, and so it's trying to continue to have that same message of, hey, how can we, you know, stop this disease, right? How can we bring change, but also how can we bring the community input into these decisions that are being made that can impact our lives? So that includes clinical trials, how they're designed. It includes, you know, getting our voices heard, getting involved in research. I know, you know, you participated in, well, both of you have participated in, in a study more recently in, um, in Prevent HD, and I'm participating in that, but what are other ways people can really get their story out there, but then take that next step, which is, hey, I want to I do something now. I'm not going to wait 10 years when it might be too late, or I'm not going to even wait five years, and so I think that that sense of urgency is going to be key, and that's where we want to, you know, involve Discord, and it's funny you brought up the AOL chat rooms, because that was my first interaction with someone in, in, in the HD community, there was an uh, HD chat room. And I remember the woman vividly, she was from the UK. UK. Uh, we became Facebook friends later on. And she would just like, I was kind of the, the lurker. I was like, I don't know what I wanna say yet, but I wanna just see what other people are saying. But it was just kind of that sense of belonging and feeling like, okay, other people get it. And I think we can do something similar with Discord and then just continue the, the conversation. So I'm excited. Um, 
But BJ, what are your kind of thoughts on uh, 2022 when it comes to continuing to push uh, HD and, and, you know, the urgency of it? Yeah. Um, I mean, we've been in this space for a long time. We've had these conversations on this, on this show before and, you know, off the show and, you know, there's a lot of really smart people doing a lot of really awesome things, but, you know, when we, when we look at it from a high level view, sometimes it just doesn't always feel connected, especially with this, you know, younger population and, you know, especially with, you know, Seth, the, um, the blog post you wrote the other day is a perfect reason. Like you could sit around and just keep waiting on people or you can try to do something about it. And I think that's what we're trying to get more people to realize is, you know, in the past, like, let's be honest, if you sat around and waited and just hoped that others would fix it, they didn't. Uh, And I'm not saying, you know, all the young people out there who are now going to get involved are going to are going to, you know, bring better treatments to market faster. But if we don't try, it's never going to happen. So, you know, Discord, we're not trying to create, you know, another platform, um, which there are way too many of that we all struggle with passwords and checking every day. And But um, we want it to be a place of conversation, a place of education, a place of questions where people can, you know, truthfully and transparently ask because it can be really complex and it's complex for the three of us, right? We don't understand it all. Um, but we're trying to get people in the room who, who understand things that we don't. And, you know, maybe we understand things that they don't and we can collectively, you know, group together and, and be more on the same page, which I think is truly what, what the HD community worldwide needs. I'm not saying it's broken today, but I just, I'm just saying it, it could be better. And um, that's just, you know, kind of, I think, our efforts, the three of us this year. Absolutely. And, and the other great thing, you know, I'm pushing Discord right now, guys, but the other great thing about it, and one of the reasons I really like um, that we're going to use that this year, um, is I get the same sense now that we've got other people coming in, um, and they're coming in from other countries. And so you get that, that sense that, even though we're in different cultures, different, you know, different places um, all over the world, we're still dealing with the same issues as pre-symptomatic or early onset, you know, the early stages of HD. And so um, it's really nice to realize that. And, you know, the first time I really had that experience for me, where everybody kind of collectively came together was during an HD CAD meeting with PTC Therapeutics. So um, to see everybody on there and we're all saying, well, no, this is what we need, you know, and um, it was just so cool. And now we're able to kind of take that and bring that to Discord to help us get to where we want to be um, with, with what, well, you know, with all of this stuff, with meeting with pharmaceutical companies, trying to change, um, you know, pre-symptomatic, being able to be in things, and also getting um, getting better services for pre-symptomatic people. I think that's the other side of this that we haven't really mentioned is, you know, obviously we want, we want a treatment, and Seth is right, that's huge, um, and we need to be involved in that because we're a huge part of that. Um, but it's also about, okay, the next step of that is 
how do we get pre-symptomatic people better services and more, more resources that they need? So I think this is our starting point for this year. Um, I want to certainly encourage people to join us on Discord because um, it's been a lot of fun recently, especially as people are joining. Um, so check it out. And Seth, I also want to tell you, um, your blog post was absolutely amazing. Um, and so I want to encourage everybody to go and read it because it was so good and spot on for anybody who's dealing with this. So if you could share a little bit about where they can find it um, and a little bit about the post, that'd be awesome. Sure. And, you know, before I get into that, I would just say, regarding just discord and the work we're doing just to kind of reiterate it is we're not trying to reinvent the wheel we're not trying to say we're doing it right and everyone else is doing it wrong it's not the case of, of that at all i think it's more of just what I, what i've personally learned over especially over the last few years is like you know how can we make sure that the community voice is being involved in these discussions whether it's on clinical trials or any of the decision make, maker decisions that we make uh, that are going to impact their lives. And I think that's the thing is, yes, we're not, you know, medical experts, but we're living with it every single day. You know, for example, I see a neurologist once a year because I do an observational study. If I wasn't doing Enroll HD, would I be seeing a neurologist right now? Maybe not, maybe. Uh, but, you know, I think that's the big thing is how do we track these things earlier or how do we bring it home so that like every four months I get a, a text alert saying, hey, can you fill out this questionnaire? Tell us, you know, versus a once a year thing where now the neurologist has to kind of determine are these symptoms? Is this just a bad week for Seth? Is what's going on? And so... I say all this just because I think there are opportunities for us to get more involved to really help push that urgency. Um, but regarding the, regarding the blog post, you know, I, one of my uh, good friends actually, I would say helped me edit it and craft it so that it uh, kind of hit all those points and to find it, they can just, search my name, but uh, go to just sethrotberg.com and, and find my blog there. But the purpose of it was to really start the new year off of saying like, this is the year that we need to do something. And, you know, I have a goal. I want to be able to, to bring this change personally, maybe selfishly because of my own positive, you know, test results. And, and knowing about it for 16 years now and and yes seeing the amazing progress that researchers are making and you know my hats are, are off to them every single day that they're in the lab or trying to find an effective treatment but the thing that I, I continue to see missing is that patient perspective of understanding the community perspective understanding how do we treat HD as soon as possible you know I, I'm I made the, the personal decision test tested positive right I it would be great to have the opportunity to, to also make that personal decision of saying I'm guaranteed to get it can I participate in your study uh, after seeing that it's safe right is it something that's also reversible an oral pill an IV a spinal tap you know that's might be a little bit easier than perhaps 
you know, figuring out if I want to do a gene therapy that may not be reversible. And so to me, it was just trying to get the message out of like, hey, I, I'm going to get this one day unless we do something now. And knowing that I tested positive 11 years ago, and yes, I'm only 31, and people are like, well, you got time, you have nothing to worry about. But it's been 11 years for that. There's, you know, it's been 16 years since learning about it. Like, eventually, there is no more, there is no more time. And so I think I wanted to kind of emphasize that in the blog post to make people aware of like, hey, who's with me to join these these efforts to ultimately to ultimately like bring change, right? And and really to to do what's in my control. And I think it started really last year with speaking with both of you um, about this and, and saying like, what can we do? How how do we make this happen? And how do we bring in that that patient voice so that we're treating as early as possible? I mean, I look at, again, it's a different condition, but if you think about the BRCA gene, which a lot of people may be aware of, you test positive for it. And from what I've seen in research, you know, if you, if you test positive, you have at least options to try to prevent it. Now they may not all work, but at least you're given options. And I think that's the thing that's missing right now. And not just the HD community, but a lot of these other similar communities, you know, if you look at ALS and, you know, maybe even Alzheimer's and, you know, other conditions that are similar to HD, like, you know, give us the opportunity to, to try to treat as early as possible. And yes, it's tough to see those changes maybe in the brain because it's such a slow disease that progresses. But I think if there's a will, there's a way. So that's kind of my, my initial thoughts on it. Seth, I'll jump in there too. I mean, we've, we've just even seen some results, you know, the past couple of months, we've been working with Dr. Jane Paulson uh, out of the University of Wisconsin on her PREVENT study, uh, which all three of us participate in. And, and we're just raising awareness and the education about what it means and, you know, how to participate. And the, I would say that the response has been outstanding, right? Like think of the amount of people who we just said, hey, here's the study in Madison. You can go hear the details, reach out to their, their clinical team if you want to qualify, and, uh, and they'll let you know. And, and the amount of people who had no idea it was going on, and now the amount of people who have reached out and who are now participating, I think it's just a little effort that we can make to, you know, our hashtag accelerate HD. And that's not just with, you know, prevent and observational trials. Like there's a lack of knowledge on all these trials going on in the young person community, because as you said, you know, they're not actively seeking care at an HD center or an HSG site. And not all of them are, you know, subscribed to HD Buzz or the HDSA or Help for HC or HCO uh, newsletter. So we got to do our part as just community advocates to, to let everybody know what options are out there. And I think we're already seeing a ton of success just with, uh, with Prevent and, and Wisconsin. And people are not only participating, but they're really, really happy. They feel like they're making a difference. And uh, it's, it's been cool to see. Yeah, and, and just to quickly add to that, you know, just to give one example is, you know, I shared the blog post and, you know, there's a, a fellow young adult uh, community member who reshared it, but also was like, hey, not only can I relate, but they're also like, that's why next month I'm participating in Prevent because they're like, I want to do something, right? And I think that's what gets me excited. I'm like, all right, it's, you know, is encouraging people like, hey, how can you get involved, right? And 
how can you understand what are your options out there? You know, even if it's just participating in Enroll HD, uh, you know, that's one option is the HD clarity. Is it prevent? Is it eventually maybe being able to qualify for one of the upcoming clinical trials, right? That, it, that involves an actual treatment. But I, I totally agree. I think it, it's exciting to be able to help with this because also, you know, there's people out there that may just be going to those local HD support groups that I think people like ourselves can find a way to reach out to them and let them know, say, hey, get involved. Hey, learn about this or, you know, hey, let me know if there's anything I can pass along for, for resources. Well, and I want to point out one other thing too that um, BJ said, um, which is you don't see a lot of the younger people, those who are pre-symptomatic at neurologist offices and um, things like that, because it's this idea that we as pre-symptomatic or pre-manifest are not suffering from anything, so it doesn't affect us, and that's not true. They don't know that because they're not researching, other than Jane Paulson, really, they're not researching more into that. We're not seeing other than yearly, you know, it's not like um, somebody who is actually showing movements and they've got a regular appointment. Um, so these are things that need to change because there are things that, and, and I heard this from somebody from a pharmaceutical company that, um, that the mental health side of things just doesn't affect the pre-symptomatic or pre-manifest um, like we see in early, um, the early stages of HD, and um, that we're not really experiencing any issues mentally. And um, my point was, well, how do you know that if you guys, it's not even being researched? Like you don't know who's on an antidepressant and all of this stuff. And so those are things that, that should be researched. And we've got to push that as well. And that's why we've got to push being in things, um, you know, because there's this whole other side of, like you said, with the BRCA gene, people are given the, the, the option of doing stuff. For us, if you test you know, positive and you're considered pre-symptomatic, which means before movement, then, oh, you're not really affected by HD right now. Well, it doesn't work that way. We know that, right? To decline. So there are already changes in the brain and those could be tracked. And yet it's not something that's pushed um, so much um, from others and prevent HD, um, predict HD, those are great, great things because um, I think they're finally, they bring those things to the forefront. And, um, and what the FDA has said recently that when I was on a call was they want to hear from the patients and they want to hear from all stages. So um, they don't want just, you know, mid stages or, or early stages, they want pre-manifest and pre-symptomatic opinion as well. So I think that's important to know, right? Because we as the pre-symptomatic need to be involved. We're going to be the ones who are symptomatic. So shouldn't you track it as early as possible to get the best data? It just makes sense. So I'm very excited about the PREVENT HD, but I also think it's very important for us to be in those clinical trials and to have in opinion when it comes to clinical trials and clinical trial design. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm very excited about 2022, just conversations we've had um, and, and where we're gonna go with this. I think those are all just really, really good points. And it's a big year for 
you know, let's just call it the younger, not, not always younger, but like the, the earlier uh, disease progression community in HD. I mean, with with the SAGE trial, their phase two trial that just came out is looking for this group of, of individuals, the, the PTC trial that Warren, you know, you talked about through the HDO cab, they're looking for this group. So it's, it's a change, right? Like we're, we're starting to see differences and in, in who's being recruited for trials and it's a new population. And I, I think there's going to be struggles recruiting these folks, um, you know, uh, unless their parents are dragging them to, you know, education days or clinic visits, they may not have any experience with a trial or with knowing the, the center of excellence director at the HSG site. Um, but how do we give that young person confidence to say, hey, you should go and do this when they're like, shoot, I either just learned I got HD. I'm still scared of this bomb in my life and um, I'm just not ready to join a trial. Like I'm, maybe I'm ready to join Discord, but joining Discord is a little different than joining a trial. But how can we use the conversation and the education that we're creating to bridge the gap to get people uh, considering trials if, if that's what they want to do? We're not forcing anything on anybody, but we got to at least give them the option. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think you're right. That's where Discord is a great place to start is, you know, especially for those that are, are new to HD and just trying to find out where, because I know when years ago when I tested, um, I was told there was nothing for me. So now we have stuff. And so I think, yes, a safe space for somebody to go to learn about it, to learn about what we're doing. It's just a, it, it's going to be absolutely amazing um, this year. Yeah, I saw a, um... You know, I'm on the Facebook chat groups too. I think, I think there's a purpose for the Facebook HD chats, and I think it's a little bit more of, you know, asking logistical stuff and getting support. And there's a, a whole heck of a lot of people who are willing to offer their, you know, opinions and experience and, and thoughts. But I, I saw a great, um, uh, a great post the other day that I, I screenshotted, and I'm just trying to find it, and it said. You know, December 7th, I tested positive. Today, I had a consultation with my HD clinic for a trial. The doctor felt I was a good candidate and is pushing me and is pushing my packet forward or, or name in the trial. You know, I'm doing this for my kid. So hopefully they will have, you know, better treatments if he ever tests positive. And, you know, I think that's, that's, um, that's what people want. Like they, they want hope. And that's what I think these trials are really going to give folks is just the opportunity to participate. But you don't know about them unless you're actively, you know, you're an active community member. And we just, we need more of those in this, this, uh, this kind of HD younger person or early symptomatic population. Yeah, no, I think we just need to keep, keep push, pushing it. And, and again, I think Discord's just a place to have these conversations to learn from each other. But, you know, I think with just the three of us, and I'll speak more for, for myself, but you know, at first I didn't know any, anything either. I was like, oh, this is scary. I don't want to deal with this. And then I was like, all right, maybe I'll do a fundraiser. And then, hey, maybe I'll share my story. But then I, I still was so confused about the research part. I was like, I, I don't get any of this. And I still don't get a lot of it, but I was able to try to just ask questions and learn from others who have been there before me and just I, that's what I would encourage anyone is don't be afraid to ask questions. No, no question is a dumb question, right? If you're like, what is, you know, what does, 
this study entail or you know and we may not have the answers but at least we can try to say hey go you know maybe go talk to your doctor about this study or you know we're not giving out medical advice but I think it's just don't be afraid to ask questions about studies or about anything that's research related and if we can even find an HD buzz article that might be uh, an easy way to explain it then we'll we'll direct you that way too so that's just something to, to think about is like we're not one experts but we've been around enough to try to somewhat teach ourselves some of these ins and outs of research and I think you know we learn from others and that's how we're going to continue to to advocate is hey let's let's work together on this absolutely um it's just very well said um, and you're right we all started you know I, I was same way didn't know anything about it and was like okay well i'm gonna start looking at what's there um and so i basically just did my own research and kept doing it and you know that kind of goes to then you start fundraising which you know i'm not telling anybody they have to go down this path i'm just saying like that's how I got into the community to learn more about who's doing research um, and what's important. So, and that was years ago. So it's been over 10 years. Um, so, you know, we are where we are because when we were in our 20s, we were just starting. And that's why, you know, we're here to help other people who are just starting um, to get involved and to have a purpose in this community when they feel like they're floundering because they have a new, um, you know, uh, knowledge of HD because somebody either um, is diagnosed in their family or they've tested positive. And um, I think that's a really cool place to be. Um, you know, just the fact that we've been through it, we've been at that side, and now we've gotten to where we are, and we're trying to make a difference, just like we saw people do when we were in our, our 20s, you know, so very cool um, to see all of it. Come join us on Discord. Um, I will share the link on the show page and on um, Facebook and Twitter, um, and guys, did you have anything else that you wanted to say? I would just reiterate, you know, Discord's a, a safe place. You know, if you want to be anonymous, you can make a whatever account, but um, join us. You know, maybe you have that question that you're afraid to ask your family or, you know, you, you don't, you haven't found it online, you know, come and ask it. You know, we may not have the answer. We'll try to find it and, um, you know, appreciate anybody willing to join. And this doesn't have to be just for, um, you know, individuals who are, are from HD families. If there's people in the professional world, who want to join, um, if it's the pharmaceutical industry, if it's the, you know, anyone doing research, you know, it's, it's meant to be a place of conversation. So, um, you know, join, join one, join all. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to end the show there. I do want to say that hype is going on this weekend. I believe BJ will be there, um, at hype in Florida. Packing my bag during this call one. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to be down there with Katie and Katrina and the group. Um, now they had to limit the number of people because of COVID numbers 
um, but it's still going to be really amazing and you should be able to find it online. So make sure to look for that this weekend, um, specifically Saturday. Um, and I'm sure that Katie and Katrina will be doing some live stuff because I think they're still doing the big um, like dressed up type dinner. Um, so that'll be cool to watch as well. And there are going to be a lot of JHD topics. So um, yeah, it's going to be really great. Make sure to check that out. Make sure to um, check out our show next week, and which is going to be um, Rare Youth Revolution. Basically, it's going to be a, a resource for our younger people or those who are caregivers um, and are looking to get into the workforce, um, you know, as a caregiver or you were a caregiver, um, but you're affected by a rare disease. So how do you get into a workforce when, when you've been doing all of this stuff for so long? Um, so Rare Youth Revolution, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, great, great group um, of people. So that will be next week. And I think that's it. Guys, thanks so much. And everybody take care. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Bye. Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.help4hd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.